Jessica Bike Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. And I'm your guest host, Andrea Parrott, also from Ragbri. It's the All Ragbri Podcast Edition. All right. So this is the podcast where we talk about bikes just for the fun of it. We're going to talk today quite a bit about RAGBRAI, but we're always talking about other things that pertain to kind of the social side of biking. So if it's uh, something with fun and wheels and bikes, we're going to talk about it. So um, I know Andrea's filling in for, for Marky Mark today. Mark uh, took over the microphone last week, with a.k.a. Murph. So we decided we're just going to get him back and take the mics, and we're not going to let them on this week. That's right. So welcome. Welcome to the, the guest host. We are in the Paratalk Studios here in 400 Locust, Des Moines. Yeah. And beautiful day. The sun is actually shining. I know. It's nice for once. Yeah, and um, have you been back bike commuting yet, Andrea, this year, or are you uh, just up to your eyeballs and and ragbri stuff that you haven't been able to get out much? Well, um, a little bit. I have been commuting a little bit, but I did move away from downtown, so it is a slightly more dangerous commute from where I live as far as traffic is concerned. So I, if I can wait long enough, like past the morning rush, I can commute, and I've done that a couple times in the last few weeks, but. Not as much as I would like. Yeah. And and I would say we're probably in that mode right now because we're, oh my gosh, we are three fortnights or uh, 24 days away from Ragbri. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what other kind of time dimensions you want to talk about, but it is oh so close. You yes. can smell it. Yes. And there's probably somewhere out there in this world, there's probably someone packing for Ragbri, which is totally ridiculous because i know i packed for my week-long bike ride the night before the night before and mainly checked it in the morning but um but there's people probably saying oh i need to get this this and this which is pretty good but that is not the norm well i have to say i keep my uniforms in a suitcase all year round so in a way i'm still packed you are still packed yeah Yeah. so i mean it's easy for us because we have you know pretty much you know four to seven pairs of the same exact thing and just you know rinse repeat etc so it's a little different but I guess if you're riding a bike, we went through that just the other when we did the the ride across the state, and we realized you need seven cycling outfits, and then maybe a pair of flip flops, mm-hmm. and a pair of shorts, and a t shirt, and yep. and you're good. But that's not what makes it in everyone's bag. Yeah. Well, as long as you're under fifty pounds, it could be whatever you want in that bag. That's right. Yeah. So don't, don't overpack. You know, when yeah. most people come back, they're going to look at their bag and say. Why did I bring that? Hair dryer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah. going to need yeah. that. Yeah, not going to need of that. Of all things. So, but we are incredibly close. Uh, I know we're pumping out a ton of information. Right now, the biggest question that we're getting is... Where's my wristband packet? So where's my wristband packet? The answer is that it is in the mail. You've heard yes. that story before. Yeah. The check's in the mail. Check's in the mail. <laughs> but legitimately, we have our minions up up in our building, Mm -hmm. working day and night, frantically putting those packets together. In a secret lair, undisclosed location. That's right. No one, not even Dr. Evil could figure out where that location (laughs) is. So not even for $1 million. But they will be shipped to you and you will have your packet because you really, you don't want to put your wristband on in June, right? No, no, it would fall off and be kind of crusty and gross. I mean- Put it on when you get to the ride. You're not going to need it for another 24 days. That's right. So, so. relax. Yep. 
If you need to read the participant guide cover to cover, which is really cool. Yeah, it's, it is interesting and informative. And you can get that on your email. It says, here's how you download the participant guide yeah. for a little light reading. But you'll actually get your full packet with all that all that cool stuff. It'll be before the ride for sure. For sure. And our hope, our hope is to get them out by early July to get the last of them mm-hmm. out. But, you know, we got the holiday coming up. The, the male men and ladies take take the 4th of July off, I'm yeah, assuming. So, I would assume so. So we're going to get them to you eventually. Yeah. I mean, it's we generally say around the 4th of July. So we're technically not even late sending out packages. It just seems because there's so much anticipation and people getting ready for the ride. It seems like, oh, I should have had it months ago. But when reality is, we didn't even close registration, no. you know, but a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So... So the other things coming up, we're going to have a ton of stuff on social media in the very near future. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you haven't noticed, just about once to twice a day, we've got some social posts, some blogs, just different things that are getting you ready for the ride. One of the things that's going up either by morning will be the actual daily maps, Ooh. which are, you know, it says the shutdown times. It's got water stops on there, bike shops. Um, distance between towns. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much kind of the, you know, what you need. I mean, if you're going to take one thing on Ragbri, in addition to your, you know, your cycling attire and your helmet, et cetera, yep. you want your map. Yeah. And that that's always a, a keepsake. And, and if you get to the expo early enough, you can get the cool laminated maps. But emphasis on early. Early. Yeah. Because they will run out. The Iowa Hospital Association, I'm guessing... Oh, for, you know, five, six years, something like that. They've been doing those laminated maps. But we're also going to have some really cool stuff at the expo. I, I'm not going to divulge all the cool giveaways. Oh. Um, but there's something that might rhyme with a jetty that might be given away by one of our sponsors. <laughs> Can you guess what that might be? I'm trying to guess what a jetty is. A jetty? <laughs> you didn't grow up in South Florida where you went no. surfing. Yeah, oh, A okay. jetty is a rock that will tear you up. If oh, you go gotcha. Yeah. I thought it was like a knockoff Jedi. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a jetty. It's, okay, uh, okay. So if you grew up around surfers, they would tell you that the jetties are the tastiest waves. And, oh, and there's okay. also sharks by the jetties. So. Oh, crap. Well, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, the so, more you know. Yep, that's what a jetty is. Okay. So not a Jedi. Not jetty. a Jedi. Okay. Anyway, so there'll be some cool stuff at the expo. There will be some super cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, again, the key get there early. Yes, definitely. If possible. Now, at the Ragbri Expo, we typically have the Ragbri Outlet Tent. Oh, yeah. And there are usually, what, 100 people in line by the time we open? There are usually, I would say, average 75 to 100 people in line. I wouldn't say at all times because we have pretty good employees that keep the line moving, but there are a lot of people in that tent Mm. because we serve up some great deals. Everything is cut much more than it is on the website. I mean, we're on like everything's got to go pricing. Yeah. So, I mean, and we'll have jerseys from 2013. We have some 2012s. No 2013, 2014, 2015. I mean, basically every year now limited sizes, so that's why you got to get there early, but they are at bargain basement prices. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, you got to stop by and see if there might be something that could fit. So, you, know? you had say 50 bucks in your pocket you could walk out with a couple of color with items a couple of good looking jerseys yeah yeah so or you, shorts you might you might want to think about that mm-hmm. you know because you can always use an extra kit exactly you know what if what if you spill an ice cream on your favorite jersey you're going to need a backup 
Absolutely. Exactly. And I would like to say that there's not only yearly jerseys, but we'll have Gemini tanks, we'll have your bibs, we'll have old t-shirts, we'll have water bottles. Basically the, oh crap, I forgot it, one-stop shop. Oh. Yeah. So even if you match horribly, you can come and get yeah. like the 2013 jersey with the 2014 bottom. You could do that. And well, we won't even laugh at you. Well, we don't have the 2013 jersey, but oh. you could do the 2012 jersey with it, the 2014 gotcha. bottoms. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, I mean, I won't judge you if you don't match. No. We'll just pretend like it's not happening. You can do that in cycling. Yeah. You can't do that in real life, but cycling really I mean, isn't real life. Isn't that part of what Ragbri is all about? It really is. Yeah, you so, can't do that in real life. It's, we kind of call that the greenie match because uh, <laughs> yeah. greenie, greenie loved to mix and match. His granimals <laughs> were not in order. So uh, so if, for, for those at home that don't understand what granimals are, you got to look them up. So, yeah, I did get that one. You got the granimal? I did, right, yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So, But that's why we, we put the kits out. So you don't even have to think twice. You can mm-hmm. just get the Stars and Stripes one yep. this year, the the Eagle. Yep. And all of a sudden you match it up. Red, Boom. white, and blue. Red, Done. white, and blue. Yep. Bingo. Ready to go. Yep. So. And those will not be in the outlet tent, but in the merchandise trailer directly adjacent to the outlet tent. So. Wow. So, and that's going to happen in Ottawa, Mm -hmm. and it's a little shorter drive than last year. Those that took the trek out to Orange City, beautiful town up there, Um, but... Ottawa is probably a good hour and a half closer. So mm-hmm. so you're going to get to town a little bit earlier and you get to enjoy the, yep. the expo and all the activities that are going on in, in Ottawa. So, mm-hmm. Well, I got to say, I just ordered a boatload of T-shirts for specifically to debut at the expo. So you're going to have to come check those out. Um, I would say they are some fresh designs. Fresh designs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a little shout out to Suzanne who works behind the scenes mm-hmm. and uh, she's actually going to be on the ride this year yeah and so i think she her mind will be churning of all the cool stuff that she's going to see and i think i think it's going to be really helpful having suzanne out there on the ride taking a look at what people you know what they wear and different things like that because mm-hmm. i mean she's an, an amazing artist as as we know um doing doing the ragbar design since i'm, I'm gonna say oh, years at least 2012 yep i mean it's been yep. a long time but she's it's for a reason because we love her designs and yeah being out there on the ride is only going to make her better than ever so and our other amazing artists we're so fortunate the last several years we've had mark martorello Mm -hmm. who's just a i'm going to say award-winning artist because in my book he's an award-winning artist i don't know what accolades he's got whatever there is for artists he should win them because he's amazing um and just having like uh, the Athena of bikes or whatever. I don't know what you would call that design, but it mm-hmm. is so cool. And then her sidekick, uh, the little, little pig on, on, pig on her something. leg, uh, just awesome design. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, and they're selling like hotcakes, aren't they? They are selling like hotcakes. So that's another thing you're going to need to get. If you want it, get it early. We will bring some hard copies on the ride, but mainly we do like pre-orders well we'll ship it later yeah. but and you don't want to fold that up and put it in your jersey exactly yeah. but if you order it on the ride we'll reserve it for you so very good yep so lots of cool stuff yep and if you don't make it to the expo during the week will you find the trailers out there oh you sure will we are out there every day um we will have our two normal large merchandise trailers in the downtown area every day and those will be staggered we'll have one that opens earlier maybe one-ish and one that will open later in the day and stay open until the concert, either probably until the concert begins at night in the overnight towns. So that'll be a little different where both of those trailers are in the downtown area of the overnight town. And then we'll also have our brand new Mini-Me trailer 
in each and every meeting town along the route. And that's it's like a a like how when you have Halloween and you have those little mini snack size, what do you call it, fun size? Fun size. Yeah, candy bars. That's what it looks like, except that version of our merchandise trailers. Very cool. So it'll be in the meeting town every day, and it will have a mix of new items and old items in case you need an emergency jersey for that ice cream spill. Yep. So We have cool stuff in there, like bondy bands yep. and different things. Do we have fanny packs in there? We will not have fanny packs okay. ever. Yep. Have you ever been asked for a <laughs> fanny pack? Yes, but uh, I've shown down. When I first started, we had about 200 fanny packs, and it was like pulling teeth to sell those bad boys. So we will not be having fanny packs. <laughs> Unless you're the rock, and then I'll make you a fanny pack. So there is rumor out there that we might have mail tanks. We might have. That, you know, that is one thing I said I would never do, and I have actually backtracked on it, that one. It, so it's just a rumor. It's well, not. It's not confirmed. I cannot confirm or deny. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Well, we debuted the um, male sleeveless jersey this year, and it was popular, I have to say. Mm-hmm. And if we have any extras of those, they'll be in the Meeting Town trailer. So you got to stop by and just maybe make sure they might have your size if you're yep. looking for one. And that's sun's out, guns out. Sun's out, guns out, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So lots of fun stuff coming. Um, you know, if, if you... Obviously, the easiest way to get any of this merchandise would have been to order it with, say, registration. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they've missed that boat already. Yep, that, that ship that, has sailed. It's sailed. Mm-hmm. So that's why the Minions are, you know, working like crazy up right. there, trying to package all that, that cool stuff mm-hmm. and get it to you in advance. But if you didn't do that, you could still go online, right? Yep. For about another week, maybe? For about another week-ish, because I won't turn off the web store until after the 4th. Okay. Probably the Monday after the 4th, maybe the Tuesday if I'm feeling generous, but we got to pack. So I got to close it at some point and then we'll just start packing and cool. head for the ride. So, you know, uh, purchase your stuff now at ragbride.com slash shopper for have hold your peace. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I know AKA Murph has got an interview. I know we took her mic away this week and took Marky Mark's mic away, but Mark Wyatt and Kathy Murphy will return. But Murph's actually got an interview, so Mm -hmm. we're going to listen to Murph's interview. I have no idea what it's about because we just, again, it's crazy around here, 24 days yeah. Three fortnights away from, exactly. from Rag Rag. I mean, you thought I was exaggerating when I said I've been ordering merchandise like crazy. No, I, that is literally all I've been doing. And I saw her email come in, and I can't wait to hear the interview, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Is, so. Well, let's get to it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, hello, Just Go Bike listeners. This is AKA Murph, and today I'm talking to Troy Carter about his experience doing Ride the Rockies, which is a week-long ride in Colorado that happens the beginning of June each year. So he's already done this. This route is different each year, similar to Ragbri, um, but includes some big old mountain passes and intense elevation. So hey, Troy, and welcome. Hello. So... Um, Listeners may not know, but Troy is also my coworker, and he is the Safe Routes to School coordinator. So we get to spend lots of time together here at Iowa Bike Coalition. Every day. Quality time, right? Quality time, yes. (laughs) Good quality time. So I'm really curious to learn more about Ride the Rockies. Uh, It's it's a ride that I've never done. I don't think it's a race, but let's let's get into it. So um, give us your take on what Ride the Rockies is. Okay. Well, to start off, Ride the Rockies is a six-day tour. So over six days, we encompassed 418 plus miles. There was a little... uh, 
optional loop, which I did not op- opt in for as a flatlander from Iowa. But we did a uh, we did about twenty six thousand feet of climb over those six days. Twenty six hundred. Twenty six thousand. They have big. They have big hills out in. Oh Colorado. my gosh, right? that's a lot of elevation. Yeah, I think the actually the most elevation we did in one day was was sixty eight hundred feet in one day. Oh man. Yeah, so that was quite a, quite the day. Uh, but so over six days, we we kind of went on the interior of Colorado this year. So we hit the the towns of Breckenridge, Vale, Edwards, Steamboat Springs, Grand Lake, and Winter Park. Those sound like a lot of uh, skiing towns. So did, did you get your skis out at all? I did not get my skis out <laughs> at all. But you know, every day actually we saw snow on the ride. It was nice. Uh, yeah. At the top of the mountain passes, it was pretty cool up there. You know, sure. there was still some snow on the ground and there were even a couple of snowball flights that, that broke out throughout the day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Kind of fun. And you had mentioned before we started recording, and maybe you'll get into this later, but literally your temperature range each day was like a 50 degree swing, wasn't it? Right. Uh, so we did tent camp. And so every morning when you woke up, the temperature was low 40s, maybe the upper 30s. And then by, you know, 11 or noon every day, the temperature was in the 80s. Uh, There were a couple of days that got up into the 90s. Oh my gosh. So you've got to be ready for anything. Yeah. You have to, you have to be dressed in layers and be ready to, you know, strip off and cool down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, I don't recall if you said or not, but about how many people do this ride? Uh, This year, I think they had about 1,800 people altogether. I think they do cap it at 2,000. So there might've been 2,000. Yeah. That was probably the number. Okay. Um, and I've been to Colorado before, but uh, the route that you were on, how would you describe the terrain and the scenery? Uh, the scenery was amazing. Uh, as a as a flatlander from Iowa, the mountains are, are uh, awe-inspiring and just beautiful every chance you get to see them yeah. or for myself. Uh, so I would just say describe the scenery more as just mountains and mountains and valleys. It was amazing. Uh, the roads were near perfect condition almost all nice all week long. You know that we rode on a lot of fresh blacktop, which was great. Uh, we even had a l- nice little thirteen mile dirt slash gravel section on the last day, oh. which was which was intentional, and it was neat to go over uh, the very last pass on gravel. So, and the roads were open to vehicles, right? Correct, correct. Uh, just like Ragbri, roads are open to general traffic all the time. Um, they're out in Colorado, they I think they're required to have a police escort, kind of. So there were state troopers oh. everywhere, just like there is on Ragbri. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were uh, ambulances as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. Great. Yeah. So an important question for uh, most people that do Ragbri, let's talk about the food. <laughs> <laughs> food is a little different out on Ride the Rockies. Uh, <laughs> you know, in Iowa, we have some great hospi- hospitality, and almost every town kind of rolls out the red carpet for us. Uh, Ride the Rockies was was a different beast. Uh, it's interesting how they set up aid stations every twelve to fifteen miles, mm-hmm. and those aid stations have are fully stocked with, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and bananas and all your sorts of energy energy shots and chews, all that stuff you'd need, along with Gatorade and things. Um, Maybe once or twice a day you'd run into a food vendor along the route, mm-hmm. uh, but other than that, it was uh, a ride-supported kind of day. Okay. Yeah. And in were you passing through towns where you would have the opportunity to grab lunch if you wanted it? There were towns that we passed through, oh, you know, five or six towns a day, almost like Ragbri, not as many. Um but they were smaller towns. Okay. So uh, out in the mountains, things things to tend to be a little smaller. So if you run into a gas station, they may not have much <laughs> right. other than just gas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you need oil. Right. No, anyway. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like the rest stops were stocked well enough that 
you weren't hungry all day. Absolutely, yeah. There were there was plenty of plenty of calories available at the aid stations and things like that. It was a it was a it was probably one of the one of the most well supported rides that I've ever been on. Oh, nice, good. Yeah. Well, that leads into my next question, and we've mentioned Ragbrag a couple of times, but um, compare Ride the Rockies to other group rides that you maybe participate in. So, Ride the Rockies was basically my first my first tour outside of Ragbrag. Oh, okay. So, um, but not my first what I call kind of challenge rides. I've done, I've done things like uh, triple bypass and uh, horribly hilly hundreds and things like that. And they're very equivalent to those types of rides. They are, there's quite a few of serious riders that have one goal and that's to finish and in a, in a certain amount of time. And, um, you know, I'm more of a laid back kind of guy, but I do like to challenge myself sometimes. That's why I ended up in, on Ride the Rockies. So. Excellent. Excellent. Um, what do you enjoy most about being on a bicycle? Uh, making friends, ah, friendship. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very much a social writer. I like to go from place to place with my buddies and hang out, um, and enjoy our time on bikes. Yeah. So, so you're a recreational rider, but then obviously ride the Rockies was a extra challenge for you. Right. Yeah. I'm definitely a recreational rider, but, uh, like I said, I do like to challenge myself once in yeah. a while. So once a year I try to do something a little, a little larger. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, just off the top of your head, if someone was thinking about doing Ride the Rockies, what would you tell them or what would you say? Uh, my biggest suggestion would be just to just train, get lots of miles on your legs. Mm-hmm. The more you have, the more enjoyable the ride will be. Uh, it is a it is a difference being out there in elevation and going up those long climbs, but uh, it's definitely worth it if you put in the time. And 26,000 feet of climb, you know, we all understand what a hill is or what a mountain is, but for me... I have a huge fear of going down those same hills. Like once my bike starts going over 35 miles an hour, I'm, I am locking up my, all my muscles and I'm using those brakes. And I don't know if you had any experience. I did. Uh, I actually had a new maximum speed on Ride the Rockies. Oh. Uh, so my maximum speed now is 53 miles an 53? hour. 53. Gosh, I hope your wife's not bike. listening to uh, this. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, but so that was the that was the fastest I've ever gone on my bike. And it definitely made me slow down as soon as I saw that because not much... good can come of can come of that see i feel that about 35 miles an hour (laughs) and here you are going 53 it was great wow wow yeah i hills are hills are great you know going on an even path non you know no hills no elevation either way sometimes can be um you never stop pedaling so you kind of that's its own challenge but elevation when you go up you got to come back down yeah or opposite i enjoy the descent i guess (laughs) if you work hard going up you should enjoy the downhill yeah yeah well uh in day-to-day life what kind of bike riding do you enjoy uh day-to-day life i do commute back and forth to work as often as i can Mm -hmm. um other than that i do just hop on my either road bike or fat bike and cruise around town Mm -hmm. so and then the magic question we ask everybody on this podcast favorite pie i've put a lot of thought into this <laughs> and the best pie that i can remember ever having on ragbri was made by this wonderful amish lady and it was blueberry pie so oh. my answer is gonna have to be amish blueberry Ooh, nice yes. well we did a pre-ride a couple of weeks back and i got to taste probably i don't know if i should say a dozen different pies but there were a lot of pies available and i hope so much that Ragbri will be full of pie again because there were some good ones, but my new favorite might be peach. Oh, it was really peach. good. But anyway, well, Troy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. 
Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I did look it up. Uh, RideTheRockies.com is where you can find out more about uh, the ride. It won't be again until next June, but it sounds like a, a, a ride definitely worth looking into. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Well, listeners, if you have any ideas for a future podcast, please email us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. And I leave you with a quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Murphy's Fourth Corollary. It is impossible to make anything foolproof because fools are so ingenious. Think about it. Welcome to Parrot Talk. Long time no squawk. I've traveled far and away on the route inspection and also completed the Bakun ride, which was very hot. So I'm glad to be back here in Parrot Talk Studios and squawking with you today. Today, I thought I would answer a listener question. Someone wrote in to us on our Gmail account, justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Send me your questions. Um, and Diana did just that. She sent me a question saying, can you talk about stretching on the podcast? And if any of you know me outside of Ragbar, you know that I enjoy going to yoga once a week, at least, if not more. So I am totally ready to talk about stretching with you here on the podcast. And stretch it out. Okay. So the main question that I did a little research on the internet because my health experience basically is limited to the last time I had a health class was in college and the main project for the year was to pair up and pretend to get married to someone else and write a paper about how that went. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, it did not go well. So there you go. That's my latest medical knowledge. So anyway, I did a little research. Uh, can you prevent or alleviate muscle tightness and soreness by stretching before cycling? That's the keyword before cycling. Um, most of my sources were um, cyclingweekly.com and I had one other source, um, active.com. So there you go. The pinnacles of modern uh, sports research, I'm sure. Um, so anyway, so to address post-ride tightness, so do you stretch before your, you bike to be less sore after you bike? Short answer, no, because there've been a lot of actual research studies about this saying static stretching before exercise has a mildly negative effect on performance, meaning that what you're sort of, you're treating the right symptom in the wrong way by stretching before you cycle. What you really want to do before you start biking is warm up. And that means maybe just riding around in a parking lot or riding on some flat surfaces before you start doing any hills. Uh, just sort of spinning and taking it easy for about 10 or 15 minutes, according to the stuff that I've seen online. And sort of personal experience, like don't you feel better doing hills once you've ridden for a while, sort of worked it out, kind of gauged how well you're feeling for the day, and then and then gone on to conquer the monster hill. Uh, remember that one hill, I think it was in Atumwa, where 
you start the day off with an immediate enormous hill. And that, I mean, it was a painful hill to do, but I felt like it was more painful than it should have been just because it was the first thing we did all day. And then I felt kind of cruddy for like an hour. But had I been smart and cycled around town a little bit beforehand and warmed up, I think I would have done better on that hill. So that's what I would recommend. Just sort of, uh, they call it a dynamic warm up, but I would just call it putting around on your bike for about 15 minutes, um, trying to wake up trying to focus on what you're doing while you're on the bike remember <laughs> how to ride a bike I mean yeah that's dumbing it down quite a bit but like it's just getting into the flow of things and making sure that your tires are pumped your seat's in the right position oh my gosh should I have oiled that chain um oh wow my back hurts I need to be careful things like that um when your muscles are warmer they just work better than when they're totally cold. So is stretching even worthwhile? Um, based on my personal experience and the stuff I saw online, yes. But perhaps you should stretch after you ride. When your muscles are already warmed up and they're limber and then you stretch to kind of remove some of the knots to kind of cool down in a way, instead of just trying to force your leg to bend backwards in the your quad stretch while it was still cold because then you might actually hurt your muscle, tear your muscle because you're forcing it to almost hyperextend before it's warmed up. So they also recommend stretch regularly, not just right before you ride, not just like for like two seconds, hopping right in cold, um, go to yoga class like I do, or just stretch, you know, casually stretch every every day some for some period of time um stretching on a regular basis keeps increased flexibility gives you less resistance when you're pedaling i assume because of hip flexibility um and it helps with your posture on the bike and that's one of the main reasons that i got into yoga is because i have really bad posture and i felt like it helps strengthen the muscles that help you to stand up straight and also to um, have a good posture on your bike where your shoulders aren't folded inwards or you don't have a curved in back or, you know, just some of the little things that you do when you're tired and you're not thinking about it. It helps build in that muscle memory. It also helps with things like tendonitis and back pain so that you have that better posture and you have that better figure while you're biking so that you're pedaling. You're not pedaling, say, with your knees way out so that you'll get more knee pain. It helps kind of with some of that where you're doing small strength and very small strengthening to specific muscles. Um, you know, there's a lot of information on what stretches are most useful to cyclists. I'm not going to go into it a lot here because it's kind of hard to describe on a podcast, but I would recommend a doing what stretches feel the best for you. Say the one where you hold your foot behind your leg and, you know, kind of stretch your quad or say one, the one where you, kind of rest on your heel and stretch the back of your leg. And now you can see why I'm not going to try to describe too many exercises because I'm not great at it. Um, but I think you know what I mean. Um, and stretch gently. Stretch carefully. Make sure you're not ripping or tearing any of your tendons, although that would be pretty extreme. But I think when they're tired and you're trying to cool down, it can be easier to injure yourself than you think because you're tired. You may overextend 
similar to when you're before biking, but this time it's because you're too warmed up instead of not warmed up enough. So just be careful is what I'm saying. Don't let your body take over. Your muscles will try to, as this active.com article says, take the path of least resistance to deflect away from a stretch, which sounds kind of doofy. And now I kind of regret reading that out loud, but it is true because if you're like me, you're naturally lazy and so are your muscles. And when you stretch, say, do that quad stretch I keep talking about, your leg tends to go outwards because it seems easier, but then you're not stretching your quad evenly and you are asking for a big old cramp or muscle soreness. So try to make sure you have good form while you're stretching. Um, also, breathe through the step, the stretches. Take a deep, slow breath. Um, it helps give oxygen to your muscles on a basic level. Um, it also helps you focus and stay fo- calm and um, just sort of be in the moment of the stretch and sort of stretch your, not stretch your mind, but calm your mind. So, um, and again, just be sure to stretch regularly. Say, do your yoga class, do your, you know, your morning routine of stretching um, because it's just like weightlifting where if you stretch more often, it gives you a better benefit. Um, it gives you a cumulative benefit. So you're not just um, doing one flash in the pan stretch, which doesn't sound that great. Um, so I guess hopefully you found something useful in this, but I guess I would just say go with your heart, be careful to stay in good posture and stretch after you ride in summary. Um, if you would like to ask me any of my, uh, any questions that you would like me to provide any enlightenment on, shed some light on some subjects, you can write us, like I said, at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us at ragbright underscore Andrea or at justgobikepodcast on Twitter or at justgobike on Facebook and Instagram. I'd love to hear ya. Um, I am back checking email at least once a week, so... Um, I'd love to hear what you've got to say. Squawk at me. Hey, we've come to the conclusion of another edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. Thanks for tuning in each and every week. Hope you enjoy it. I know we were just kind of rambling uh, earlier in this podcast, but you know what? It's fun. So we we figured we're going to educate you a little bit about some of the stuff coming up on Ragbri. I know in the next coming weeks we're going to have a couple more Ragbri towns that kind of pipe in and, mm-hmm. and hear what's going on with those. So uh, I know this podcast has brought you. Just, I'm going to do a little pop quiz uh, with Andrea here Ooh, since she's she's guest hosting today. So um, I'm going to do a little word association. Okay. So one of our our sponsors is Primalware. What okay. can you say about Primalware? Oh. Um you know, great fit on their jerseys and looking good. You know, that's the number one rule with Primal. Look good. Look Have good. Have fun. Look good. Safety third. Safety third. Yeah. And they are the official Ragbride jersey provider. They sure are, yeah. And for, for a long time and hopefully a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they give us a great product. Cool. Yep. Bikes to you out of Grinnell, Iowa. Okay. You know anything about them? Oh, well, I know that Coop does something magical with my bike where every time he touches it, it just works perfectly. 
So that's what I think of first when I think of Bikes to You. But they also have an excellent women's selection as far as jerseys and helmets and shoes and all their specific equipment for women. Very cool. Yeah. And last but not least, this one should hit home or hometown to you. Mm-hmm. Think Iowa City or the Iowa City Coralville Convention of Visitor Bureau. What mm-hmm. do you know about that? Yeah, when I think Iowa City, I actually also think Coralville because that's my technical hometown. But oh, I'm so excited to visit there on the ride and book it to Iowa City. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So that was impromptu, no notes, just talking about our sponsors for the Jisco Bike Podcast. So um, if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, all kinds of ways you can get it. I mean, I don't know. Where do you, where do you get your podcast, Andrea? Oh, well, I use get my podcast through Spotify and also iTunes. Just depends. Okay. But um, I would encourage you to either do that or SoundCloud or Stitcher or anything like that. And also give us a review if you are so inclined. Yeah, because you know what? Your question might become a new parrot talk. You know, it and, just might. It, and there's some precedent there. It's there not is. like you just think these things up as you're riding your bike with a parrot on the shoulder. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. No, Pickles doesn't give me a lot of input as to parrot talk. But, um, you know, so that's why I usually go to the humans if possible. But, right. you know, I don't just answer any question, but, you know, I'll think about it. Very good. Well, I will close with this saying, you know, patience is a virtue. And if you don't have your, your packet by now, practice your patience. Oh, there you because go. Because it will come. And you don't need to, you know, stalk the, the postal worker that comes by your house and, and runs away without your packet. It'll be there eventually. <laughs> yeah. So so just relax. It'll come. And you yep. know what? 24 days later, you'll be riding your bike across Iowa. Exactly. Good things come to those that wait. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out JustGoBike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.